What should we call this topic? Is there a future for lead scoring? (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, so this is our hashtag one team episode. Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss what they're learning at the moment and how it applies to you. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel community. Uh, this podcast has been on fire. We're like, we're just looking at the rating. We're like in top six or something like that, which is just insane. Now you are on fire, man. <laughs> this is great. So today you're hearing this new voice. We have Brian Brown. He's the chief product officer at Terminus. And man, what an amazing guy to work with. Uh, I've learned so much in the last uh, year and so, and it's, it's been awesome. And the other part about Brian is that he is probably one of the very few people who invented lead scoring. Is that isn't that right, Brad? I mean, you know, I, like, I don't want to wave my hand and be like, hey, I think I invented this stuff. But I was doing it very early on. Let's yeah. say that. Like late 90s. Wow. Know, building scoring models. Yeah. So let's dig into it. So we're going to cover this topic today. So this podcast, again, for the next 10, 12 minutes, we're going to really dig into what is the future of lead scoring and is it bigger than just lead scoring or are we like really trapped into this lead scoring bucket? And I know a lot of B2B marketers and sales who listen to this podcast are probably doing some form of lead scoring and thinks that that's the way to figure things out. And you might discover on this podcast that maybe you're looking at things wrong. So before we get and dive deeper in it, Brian, just kind of share your background and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So super glad to be on the podcast today. I mean, I've just been very fortunate to be working alongside marketing, the discipline of marketing for so many years, but really from the role of product creator. Right. Like I've just been sort of fascinated with go-to-market and building businesses. And so, you know, early on in my career, I'm like, I got to figure out how to build software. So yeah. I went, bought a bunch of books, went to Barnes & Noble. Well, actually, I didn't buy them. I just read them for free at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> That's and, the way to do it, right? Reading you know, is so important. Yeah, just kind of like I was already into the business world. But I was like, how do I understand technology? Because yeah. I think there's a game changer here. And this was like before Salesforce.com, before SaaS, you know, software as a service. And I just dove in. And as I dove in, I'm like, oh, man, I can solve so many of these businesses problems with technology. And when I first started in my career, I was really like had this philosophy of no IT. Like I was building tools for marketers and getting IT out of the way. Wow. No IT. That was like it's also like you're you're right. It's prior to Salesforce because it's all about no CRM. And now you're talking about like no IT. When was this? That was like 2000, yeah. 2001. But you're dating yourself right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then after that, you went in, uh, yeah, share what, what happened after that, right? Like the first company that you kind of sold to Silver Pop and all that story. Yeah. So I was very fortunate, you know, teamed up with a couple guys in Minnesota, some really great guys, Will Schnabel, Brian Grammer. And we built this company called Vtrends. And we built it out of the idea that marketers need like, a toolbox. They need yeah. to go somewhere on the internet, like some place, some product, and like yeah. be able to do all this stuff. And you know, they need to capture leads on their website. They need to send emails. They need to put content on their website. Yeah. And they need to be able to like go to market digitally, right? And everything was going online back then, right? And people were like, "I need a website. I need this." And and we're like, you know, marketers need their software, right? And back then, you know, pre Salesforce, you know, I mean, obviously Salesforce was around them. But it was so early on, you know, they probably had hundreds of customers at that time, not like right. hundreds of thousands or millions. But people were using like these disconnected CRM systems called yeah. contact management systems like ACT and Goldmine. <laughs> 
And, you know, we'd go to help a business and they'd have like this database of like, you know, a thousand names and it's locked in this like software on someone's desktop, you know? And, yeah. and so like, we were like, how do we unlock all this? Right. And so that was the birth of VTrans. It was really, you know, pioneered the market automation yeah. industry. And then, you know, fast forward silver pop, you know, we joined forces with silver pop and, you know, really drove those B2B marketing automation concepts. And what we did was we said, it's great that market automation was all about like understanding your buyer and nurturing them and all this stuff. Yeah. But at the time, B2B marketing ignored the buyer's behavior. Yeah. It was all about like BANT questions. Like, do they have budget? Do they have authority? Do they have need? Do they have time? It was never like, what are they doing on your website? Yeah. How much content are they consuming? And so we took that idea of behavior-based marketing and we rolled it out into SilverPop's platform across B2B and B2C. Yep. And then, you know, that journey, of course, you know, marketing automation vendors were getting acquired left <laughs> and right. Yeah. You know, SilverPop gets acquired by IBM. And I went on to lead a bunch of strategy over MarTech stuff at IBM. And then right. fast forward to today, here I am yeah. at Terminus, CPO, having a great time. Man, it, it, and it's been amazing since you've been here. Like, it's, it's been phenomenal. So let's talk about lead scoring. I know you, we both are very passionate about this topic, but you definitely are from a product and innovation and where marketers are really going. And we started talking about this idea is that is lead scoring even relevant right now for B2B marketers. And I know a lot of people are banking their jobs on the idea that I can look at the lead score and I can predict how many people I'm going to give it to my sales team. What are your thoughts on that? That's a big question, man. <laughs> First of all, like every B2B marketer on the planet probably has lead scoring. And if yeah. they don't, they're jealous of their friend, right? They're <laughs> like, well, I don't have lead scoring. Albert Einstein, right? He said, you know, if you want to understand the future, you got to look to the past, right? right. So like, why did we build lead scoring? Let's like that's where that. you start, right? Yeah. Why do marketers even have this technology? Yeah. And, you know, I remember, you know, the days, early on days of building B2B MarTech and salespeople, you know, we built this slide like early on and, and the slide was a picture of a dump truck, you know, dumping leads onto a salesperson, <laughs> you know? I can picture it. And like 12 years later, I was at a conference and someone put that slide up and I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> We're still telling the same story. Has nothing changed? Like, yeah. I think it's time to do something new, right? Yeah. So lead scoring came out of an old problem, which right. was marketing would do all this demand gen, cast this huge net, and just be like, boom, here you go, sales team. And sales yeah. is like, uh, what do we do here, right? right. Misalignment day one, you know? Yeah. And so, like, we don't need to do that anymore. We can choose who to go after. We don't right. need the wide net. Yeah. And you know, well, why did, why did in, in many ways, let's just talk about that for a second, because I'm so glad you kind of took us back a little bit, because you know, in, in many ways, I think the sales was asking marketing, like, hey, you just give me the leads, right? And we got backed into a corner as marketing organizations of like, all right, my job is to generate leads. And we were never able to punch above our yeah. weight class and get out of there. You know, I think marketers have like this love-hate relationship <laughs> with like, well, everyone, but uh, with, with, <laughs> with the form on the website. Yeah. Because the form is supposed to be the gateway to good conversations. Ooh, I love that. I can't say that again. The form <laughs> is supposed to be the gateway to good conversations. That is so good. Yeah. And in order for that to be true, you've got to filter out a lot of the junk that comes through the form. Yeah. Right? That's why you have lead scoring. Yeah. You want to know who's really raising their hand and who is just like early on. And that then led marketers down this path of like, well, I better ask a lot of questions. And so yeah. we had, remember the, remember when we had these like forms that were like a page long, you could like <laughs> scroll down and like yeah. finally get the submit button. 
And that then, you know, we condensed them down as marketers and then we got into progressive forms. Yep. And progressive forms were, hey, like maybe people aren't ready to buy the first day they show up on your website. So right. let's like ask them their name and their email. Yeah. And then the next day they come back to download white paper and we ask for their job title. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, this is kind of clever. Yeah. And like, hey, like I built that stuff. Like I, I'm proud of it, but it's like, it's kind of like, you don't really need that anymore. No, we got to move on, right? So like, what's the future? Where What do you see as the future for B2B marketers? Paint that picture for us. The future is when you shift from needing to generate and drive demand with a massive net, and you say, I'm actually trying to drive engagement from the accounts I already know about and want to do business with. Like, that's my focus. When that becomes your focus, you no longer have to qualify people on your website because you already did that when yeah. you selected the target accounts. So half of the reason of the form of the lead score goes away. Yeah. The other half is, you know, where lead scoring is currently today is a lot of people use it for behavior-based scoring, which is right. actually a really good concept. It's, you know, not only did the form score them a year ago, but like, what's their score today? Yeah. And that score is relevant to opening emails, clicking links, downloading stuff, watching right. videos. That's the power. But we can't lock that in at a lead level and the problem with leads is you they had to fill out a form to become known. And you didn't get a score unless you knew them, right? right? They're anonymous. They're like They're out there so we yeah. don't know who they are. Right. That's no longer true. Yeah. Right? At Terminus, that's the problem we're solving right now with our account-based visitor ID is like, actually, let's forget about the lead. Let's look at the entire account at an anonymous level and let's see how many people, how many unique people are engaging with deep product content. Yeah. Once you can understand the accounts engagement on your website, now your purpose for driving demand yeah. becomes very focused. You kind of, you know, decrease the wide net yeah. down to like, you know, you're spear fishing or something like that, yeah. right? You know, now you can think, okay, I don't need to score these people. I would still like to know who they are, but right. I have many other ways to know who they are than just a form submit. Yeah. So I don't have to put so much pressure on the form fill because once I see engagement from an account on product specific pages on my website at yep. a good level. Yep. Like behaviorally, there's a swarm of activity in this account happening on this page or right. on this content. I can use LinkedIn. There's so many ways to like figure out who's in that account. Right. Who's at that company? What are the roles of those people? Yeah. I can send direct mail. I can start a conversation on the internet. I can start engaging these people. That is I so don't have to wait for the form fill. Yeah. Which means I don't need to score. Like it all just kind of unwinds and you're like, I guess the future is account-based scoring, yeah. but it's not synonymous with lead-based because right. you know who the you don't need to qualify, but you're just checking for engagement. I love it. So you heard it here first, account-based scoring, which is very different than lead-based scoring. So I'm gonna sum this up because there's a lot of really, really good nuggets, and hopefully you can go and listen to some of this. So here are a few things I wrote down from this conversation. One, you no longer have to think about forms as the only gateway to conversations. And yes. I think that was a really, really good, good piece. Is like you can look at deeper engagements as a way. And if you really care about the prospects and opportunities that you are really trying to reach out to, nobody likes to fill up forms. Like, I hate it. You hate it. <laughs> and so do your customers, right? Like, you know, why, why do something to others that you don't want to do to yourself, right? Why inflict that? So if you can get away from it, I think marketers can have a new appreciation for a new way of engagement. And so will your customers. They will love you. And, and probably, to your point, they're going to spend more time on your website yeah. because now you're giving them content that they want to consume, not just trying to put something up there and trying to capture their information. The other part you mentioned, and I think this is really, really important to, for people to recognize is that 
We no longer live in this anonymous world. When people are on your website, and especially if you know which accounts you're going after and if they show up on your website, guess what? Newsflash, if you don't know this, you can find them out. Who You can know who they are because you already know the accounts. Exactly. And yeah. that and just changes the game. Yeah. So I love that. And the last part, Brian, is that I think the real underneath all of these things and lead scoring is you're talking about, you're talking about like great conversations. Create great conversations. And that may happen on a phone call. That may happen on your website. And yeah. now marketers have that ability. Yeah, you got to drive authentic engagement. And when that engagement's there, now you have uh, the ability to reach out and have those conversations. That's awesome, man. Brian, thank you so much, man. You're Super welcome. Appreciate it. Great. Thanks, Sangram. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.